What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hello, 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 welcome in to the Eric Zane Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week, Monday through Friday, for a long time. I mean, it's a long time to sit here for two hours and chit-chat, and uh, I've been doing this for, uh, fuck, going on a year and a half now. My God, a um, year and a half, four and a half. What's wrong with me? I'm already acting like I'm a fucking drunk fool. Four and a half years sitting right here. People, uh, when they see me, like if I haven't seen him for a long time, and, uh, like the last time I saw him, I was maybe a year into podcasting. So what are you doing now? They just assume that that dried up. Well, I'm still doing the same thing I was when I talked to you last time. I haven't done anything different couple uh, personnel changes. A, a dog died, and we got a new dog. Uh, God rest Daisy's eternal soul. Um, Who was the asshole that said, oh, yeah, 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 dogs don't have a soul? I remember when I was a kid, when Queenie died. And I, I don't know if it was my mom or my dad. They're like, ah, that's just terrible. Yeah. Well, I see him when I go to heaven. And, uh, you know, I guess it just depends on what you believe. Even that statement would make you go, wait a minute. Some of you. Uh, my mom goes, no, my mom or my dad. I don't know which one. No, you won't. Uh, they, they don't have a soul. They just, they're just, they just die. Like, what the fuck? Huh? Now it's like the opposite. You know, everybody believes that the dogs go to the Rainbow Bridge. It's like a separate place. No. I just have to have a little faith that that's true. But uh, people say it like it's fact. Oh, yeah, it's a place, the Rainbow Bridge. It's right next to Asgard. And then heaven, they're all, it's like a neighborhood. You got Asgard, Rainbow Bridge, heaven, it's all neighbor, you know, you can just bob around from place to place. Oh, okay. Um, Stevie uh, wakes up on the wrong side of the bed and says, oh, good, dog death talk, my favorite. Asshole. It's so not, it was a joke, which you ruined because you opened your mouth again. Stevie is the uh, quintessential, oh, I don't like it, so I'm going to get disgusted and uh, uh, fly off with a stupid comment that's going to derail everything. Shut up! Jesus, fuck. I'm trying to do my thing here. Stupid asshole. Sit down. You know what? Enjoy the next 10 minutes. Idiot. 
For fuck's sake. Now I'm in a bad mood. The ridiculousness of describing it as Rainbow Bridge next to Asgard and heaven is the joke. And then you fuck it up. Tyler says, speaking of Asgard, here's, uh, I don't know how to say that hammer's name. Molnir, a.k.a. the Banhammer. Boom. Radio Voice Linda says, we could go back to Gordon Lightfoot death talk. Oh, that was fantastic. That was just unbelievable. In fact, trucker Dan, who is the biggest Gordon Lightfoot fan, Um, I, I think I mentioned him yesterday about this. We've had conversations about Gordon. He writes after he heard yesterday's Gordon Lightfoot tribute. I think that Gordon might actually, actually might've appreciated how fucked up that tribute was. I'd made a comment during yesterday's show about how that guy, oh, fuck. He looks so terrible. Uh, at about the time he died. He says the reason he aged very poorly was because he had either an aneurysm or a ruptured aorta. Can't remember exactly. I'm pretty sure it was an aneurysm. Ruptured aorta. You're dead in like 30 seconds. In like 2003-ish. And ended up in a coma for six months. And it basically aged him approximately 150 years. Dan says, thanks for the shout out. I'd like to take this opportunity to make the horribly mismatched insane asylum request of Rich Man Spiritual. The first track on his first album ever in order to send him off properly. So Gordon will go up. He'll see Daisy at the Rainbow Bridge. He'll see Asgard. He'll see heaven, I guess. You know, when I grew up, um, very Catholic community, and I didn't know of anything about other denominations. I didn't know. I didn't even know what a Jew was. They didn't even explain that, or at least I didn't pay attention in catechism, that Jesus was a Jew. I, I, I don't know, man. I didn't, it just didn't stick with me, but I thought everybody thought that you go up to heaven when you die. Boy, was I wrong? Holy shit. There's a whole new world out there. It's like the other side of the wall and fucking game of Thrones. What the fuck is all this shit? I was one of the wildings. It's your game of Thrones reference for the day. Okay. Um, let's see. Dear meathead questions are needed. Eric at ericzanecho.com. I will have dad in 49 minutes. Eric at ericzanecho.com. If you have a question for dear meathead, um, I was taking a look at a few of them. (laughs) 
Uh, a couple of people sent some along on, uh, on the Facebook post. And uh, after a conversation I had with him yesterday, I'm getting the idea that um, when he has to recollect, like go back in time, I think that it's it's uh, it's a crapshoot whether or not we're going to get an answer. Like um, John writes, Dear Meathead, what has been your favorite decade to live in and why? And here's here's where we're at right now. Um, when I was talking with him, I'm starting to get the impression that the vulnerability that is on display with my father in discussions is becoming concerning his mind is becoming more prominent with the dementia. And it has me concerned. Um, and I've said to you many, many times, I hate to bring the room down. Uh, Stevie already tried to do that, but uh, we're not going to allow that to happen. If anybody's going to bring the room down, it's going to be me. Um, I've said many times that when I start to feel like he's too uh, vulnerable when talking to I'm going to end the segment. I'm starting to think about that. Um, we still, he still seems to enjoy it. And I think, I think now that if I suddenly said, Hey dad, uh, we're going to pass. It would actually hurt him. So now is not the time. Nope. We're not, we're not there yet, but I just wanted to remind you that this is a dementia patient and, um, it's not gonna, it's not gonna, we're not gonna be doing this, um, forever. Bear in mind uh, when, cause I, I haven't having a conversation with him yesterday and, and um, I am learning to uh, not get too far ahead on my plans. Cause I'm talking to him and I go, okay, dad. Uh, yeah. So, Hey, how you doing? Great. Great. Okay. I'm looking forward to talking to you um, tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I am too. And then I'm like, uh, I just want to, have talk about a different topics. So I said, Hey, uh, on Sunday, I'm going to go up North. And I, and man, I tell you what, I put him in a tailspin and he goes, what? And he was very confused. He thought that like Sunday was suddenly like tomorrow. And he said, well, so you're going to call me from up North. I go, well, um, well tomorrow I'm calling you like I always do, but, and then there's a couple more days that are going to pass. And then Sunday happens. And then I go, and, and all of that explanation, I don't know if that, I don't know if that hit the mark. And then he's asking me more questions that are the same questions that I've already covered like 30 seconds earlier. So I think the uh, DVR is constantly updating. If you can picture that constantly deleting seeds and had me a little bit, Oh boy. So I just, I just want to, Throw that out there. Uh, Eric at ericzanecho.com if you do want to talk to dad. Like when John writes, Dear Meathead, what's been your favorite decade to live in and why? I um, I might be able to finesse that one that makes sense to him. Logan. 
writes, hey, Meathead, have any cures from the old country for a toothache? That that might be fun. Teal's got a long one that I haven't taken the time to read yet. Dear Meathead, is Alaska part of the continental or contiguous United States? I'm not going to ask him that. I can't do it. There's a plastic something, he writes, that got thrown in the toilet bowl and is now stuck in the drain. A buddy of mine brought over his Milwaukee snake, but we haven't gotten it yet. Next step, removing the toilet. Meathead, have you ever had something stuck in your toilet bowl pipes? If so, what was it? Also, the city did an inspection, and I have to replace a baffle on the septic. Meathead, has the city ever come to your house and done a septic tank inspection? If so... Did they make you pay for a baffle? Editing may be necessary, he writes. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm um I'm kind of starting to struggle with with the questions on dad. I'm just like, I don't know what I can ask him that will resonate, that will register in his in his noggin, if you know what I mean. But we'll do our best. We will do our best uh, to get through this. Let's see. Kenny said he just sent one. Thank you. Uh, Kenny asked, what do Catholics believe about when dogs die? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Kenny says, I have a question. It's short and sweet, I think. All right, let me check it out. Let me see what's up here. Uh, Kenny writes, good morning, Ruben. When you first came to the U.S. and started to experience a new life, what was your favorite thing about the U.S.? Okay. Nathan writes, what is better, red or yellow flowers? Dear Meathead, what happens when you die? That's a great question. Dono, I'm in the middle of remodeling my bathroom. I need to caulk around the tub, but I have uh, never messed around with caulk. Do you have any tips to make working with caulk easier? Okay, I know what you're doing. You're you're taking the word caulk and, and putting in like it's supposed to be cock. He says, I've always wanted to work with caulk, but I've always been afraid of the mess it makes. All right, that's going to that's gonna make Joanne laugh her ass off. She's going to love that. Mark writes, Meathead, Taco Tuesday. We wanted to know if a raw ground, <laughs> a raw ground beef hard taco sounds good. I want that's fantastic. All right. Cooking with gas now. Love it. Love it so much. Thank you. All right. Uh, football player Antonio Brown is back. And it's not so great. Antonio Brown. I didn't know anything about this. Uh, thank you to D Squarius Green for the tip on the story. He sent it along via the message uh, function on Reddit. He's from the Albany, New York area. I didn't hear anything about this. I didn't know about it, but um, Antonio Brown 
the ex-NFL player who's a total asshole, who anyone who's ever had an interaction with Antonio Brown has had a terrible, terrible uh, uh, experience. Jesus. Antonio Brown. If you remember the whole Tom Brady thing, you know, Tom Brady, I, I think that guy's like, I think, I think Tom Brady's actually salt of the earth. I think he's actually a really sweet guy who, who took Brown in, in New England and said, this guy's great. And then he fucked that up and then uh, he's gone. And then uh, Brady goes to Tampa. He says, bring in Antonio Brown, he, you know, wraps his arms around him and then it all gets fucked up. And then uh, he takes off his shirt, behaves like a moron. He's gone, hasn't played football since. Nobody will bring this piece of shit on. In fact, I was just seeing the other day, he's now going out of his way to make it seem like he's picked up by a team. Like uh, he posted um, right after Lamar Jackson signed his um, um, uh, new contract with Baltimore, which made him like the highest paid player ever or some shit. Brown posted a picture of himself in a Ravens uniform and said, I'm ready. Here we go. Yes, like he just got picked up by the Ravens, and he didn't. I remember a similar crash and burn with uh, Terrell Owens, who, near the end of his career, just couldn't, everybody, was, he, he kept getting worse, alienating more and more people, was all fucked up, and uh, never did latch out with another team, because they all hated the guy. Brown's the same way. Well, he ended up, Brown, uh, buying somehow, well, I don't know why I say somehow it can't be that expensive, an arena football team. The National Arena League's Albany Empire in Albany, New York. And the team had been around like three years prior, and they'd had some uh, success. And, uh, you know, when you think about um, Arena League football, like, you know, you're in these uh, uh, mid-level or small communities like Muskegon. I uh, I have that game Saturday in Muskegon for the West Michigan Ironmen. You know, these are uh, mom-and-pop operations, uh, very bare bones. Uh, you get a lot of assistance from uh, interns, college students who work for no pay. The players work for next to nothing who just like the competition. Um, you know, you get a lot of people that are, uh, could never make it with an NFL team or for whatever reason, sometimes they go right from college, right to the arena league, just to keep the competitive fire going. Well, this guy shows up and, uh, somehow manages to buy the team. This is, uh, audio check, uh, video check from the press conference. Yeah, well, first and foremost, I'm excited and grateful uh, to be a part of the Albany Empire. Uh, obviously, with Mike in the community doing some great things. You know, I grew up here as... Okay, now, he looks like, um, if you ever saw the film Coming to America, when uh, Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall reveal that they actually are princes of Zamudia or whatever the fuck... And then they they dress in their fancy clothes. That that he looks like Eddie Murphy. As a little kid, you know, watching my dad wearing that stupid fur coat. You know, be successful, and uh, just watching this building just being a rub. 
you know, as a kid. Yeah, that's right. Watching this building being erupt. You know, the face painting at the stadiums, all the little camaraderies that uh, made the city. All the little camaraderies. You know, as a unit. So for me, you know. Made the, made the city as a human. You know, a family-oriented city like Albany. Uh, being here with my dad, uh, my kids, and uh, just giving the community and the players opportunity to live out their dreams. What What makes a community a family-oriented community? Uh, Albany is a family-oriented community. Okay, I could believe that. Are there other towns that you would describe as not family-oriented that uh, that say no to family? Where can I go? That hey, this is not a family-oriented town. You 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 don't want to bring families here. So for me, it was easy. I'm just excited to be here and uh, decided to bring Albany Empire. Yeah, the word is excited. It's not excited, and it's also not success. A three P, and uh, see these players and the community live. Okay, so they've won a couple of titles leading up to this, and now they're gonna try to win their third. It's not happening, by the way. By their dreams. So thank you. Good morning. Um, everything right now is, is surreal. You know, I remember when I first came to Albany, uh, I was just this young kid. Okay, that, that might be like the coach. Well, this is all fucked up now. This has become a flat-out catastrophe for the Albany Empire. The worst thing that happened, Antonio Brown, happened to the Albany Empire. Accused of threatening the coach, the guy you just saw there with the suit, and the players were uh, on the road, locked them out of the hotel. Um, working with most recent... Okay, let me, let me back up here. This story, the way TMZ writes it, it stacks up in a weird way. Antonio, Antonio Brown's tenure as a football team owner is off to a horrific start. Accused of running the team into the ground, making violent threats toward the ex-head coach, the guy you just saw there, and locking players out of the hotel rooms. TMZ Sports spoke with two former members of the National Arena League's Albany Empire, head coach uh, Damon Ware and quarterback Sam Castronova. And they both detailed the hellish experiences before leaving the team. Ware said Brown's ownership was doomed from the beginning, explaining it was a, quote, hostile takeover when the Super Bowl champ came on board in March. So he's only been there since March. Holy fuck. Forcing other owners out by throwing money their way. I guess uh, what he means by that is what they mean by that is like uh, making them, you know, an offer they can't refuse to get them out, I guess. I don't know. I mean, didn't put a gun to their head. He put money up to him. Ware said the main issue was getting everyone paid and his conversations with AB about the matter would get so bad the receiver would resort to texting him violent threats. According to Ware, Brown, who now owns 90, 95% of the team, was a nightmare to work with as his ego got in the way of improving the squad and helping others move on to the next level. It all became about him, not the football team, coach said. We built a wonderful organization over three years. He came in and killed it. We're told team members usually expect their game checks the week after each game, but once the money didn't hit their banks for the uh, past two games in April, 
players decided that they would or thought about sitting out. Eventually, the athletes agreed to suit up when they were shown what appeared to be a payment confirmation. But following Sunday's game, Castronova said, that's the quarterback, said players were still without their check and several captains decided to confront team officials on the team bus back from North Carolina. Once they got to their team hotel, the coach, the captain, the captains, and several other players discovered that their room keys no longer worked. And hotel staffers told them it was Brown's, uh, Antonio Brown's fault. He did it all. D. Squarius Green, who sent me this story, says his dad was an Arena League legend in Albany in the 90s. Touchdown, Eddie Brown. That's why Antonio said, oh, yeah, I remember being here when I was a kid. Thank you for that uh, um, detail. But look at this. This is actually a piece of paper that says players to not be given room keys per Antonio Brown group. And uh, the coach, the, that's the quarterback. All these guys are fucked. They couldn't even go in and get their shit. Dealing with, they had to deal with the housekeeper in order to make it happen. Oh. Um, several key players are fed up and, uh, they, they left the team. That's it. Oh, shit. My God. What a catastrophe. Tyler says, Antonio Brown. Uh, that's that great CMU education on full display. I, uh, yeah, I remember watching Antonio Brown play college football uh, when we would go. It was a, uh, fuck, it was, I was there with Greg. I went there with uh, our old pal Smugbeer. Uh, it was smug beer and myself and I forget who else, uh, watched, uh, watched CMU with Antonio Brown and Brian Kelly was the coach. Holy shit. Okay. Hey, um, puppy dog is losing her mind at about 30 minutes after, uh, she starts to get antsy and has to go potty. So don't go anywhere. I will be right back. With a load of iron ore, 21,000 tons more. Or is it 31? 31,000 tons more. Hurricane West Wind. I'll be uh, joining my pal E-Rock today, and I think, uh, what's the guy again from uh, Comic Book Men? What the fuck? And he was uh, Brian Johnson. Is that it, Brian Johnson? Not ACDC, Brian Johnson. This dude. He, E Rock, and myself are uh, doing a show today. At least he does the show with E-Rock called Would You Kindly? And uh, they basically talk shit for an hour, and occasionally I join them. Uh, so I'll be doing E-Rock's show today with Brian Jones. 
what's what's this guy's character's name? Uh, tell him Steve Dave. Yeah, tell him Steve Dave. Is it Steve Dave? Steve Dave or tell him Steve Dave? I don't know. I I I don't recall the character. All I know is that everybody knows who this guy is. Like when I tell them that I'm, I, I'll be doing a show with this guy, they go, oh my God, he's like awesome. I go, I'll, I'll take your word for it. He just seems like a nice dude to me with a long beard, with like an epic fucking beard. Uh, Kyle says, if only there was some device where you could look this information up. Shut up. Okay. For those of you that are getting the show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm going to send you on your way. If you really want to help the show, I want you to subscribe to the audio podcast on whatever platform that you, that you choose. Just hit the subscribe button so that it automatically each audio podcast that I produce and put up there, you get it. Okay. I would love it. If you did that, I would also love it. If you would sign up twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live to get this full show in its entirety so that you don't have to get interrupted like you're about to right now. I have t-shirts at ericsaneshow.com, which are often on sale for like 16 bucks. If uh, you go there to ericsaneshow.com and you click merch and the t-shirts are not $16, they're like 22, oh, wait a day or two. They're going to be on sale before you know it. I also do cameos, cameo.com slash ericsane. They're 20 bucks a pop and they're awesome. And then, of course, ad-free, listener-supported Patreon. The biggest puzzle piece to an independent show is Patreon. If you enjoy the free podcast, please consider signing up for ad-free, listener-supported Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. But for now, if you're on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, have a great day, and I'll talk to you later. The Eric Zane Show podcast is powered by the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. This thing's amazing. These people sent me one, and I'm so happy. I love it so much. It's a lock. It's a 2K camera. It's a doorbell. Three-in-one, triple security. You know, a lot of the times when you buy something that's like a camera so you can see who's at your door, you're going to have to pay a monthly fee. That is not the case with the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. And by the way, I want you to search E-U-F-Y Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. The Eufy Video Lock is easy to install, set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. Thank goodness, because if I did that, there'd be holes all over the place. It'd be horrible. Keyless entry, no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full. Never worry about the kids losing keys or passing among the renters. One second unlocking with, get this, AI self-learning chip embedded. The more you use it, the more accurate it will be. It's fingerprint recognition on this thing. You got to try this out. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Full three-in-one triple security with Eufy. 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. All right, where, where is she? Come here. Hey. Honey, we got to get you on the couch. All right. Come on. She's starting to get into stuff quite a bit here. Come on. Now she's getting into tight spots where I can't I can't get her. So that uh that makes things a challenge sometimes. You got toys over there and your brother. Okay, I know you're curious and you're a puppy, but if you could just lay low while dad works, that would be awesome. You got everything you need right there and you just got water. You got a full belly. You ate right before this. You just went potty and uh, go snuggle up to that guy, you know, or chew on a, a bone. I got you there. I got the bone. I got the big pink pacifier. There's a, a, a tug rope there. Plenty to do. There is so much activity. You got this fantastic couch you can lay out. There you go. You see, now we're cooking with gas. Look at you. Yes, a big yawn. I love that. Now, just, you know what you can do? You can even, like, climb on top of him. He don't, he doesn't care. And then I'll take a nice picture. And then, look at, he's getting, now that's, you see, you got it. You've totally got two yawns. You're going to bed now. You see, that's, you just got to talk him into this shit. That's how that works. It was like she was listening to me. <laughs> Kenny says puppy proof the room. It can't be done. Can't be done. Um, the way the wire configuration is, uh, it's, it's impossible. You should see... The things you can't see right now in this room, okay? This There's a pile of wires that's more complex than your inability uh, to keep women satisfied. It's a big bundle of wires. The only thing that's more confusing is your... Is your dating history. <laughs> See how that works? What starts as a nice dialogue, it turns to a uppercut or a, a just, well, uh, worse than an uppercut. You actually turn around and then I'm actually going to jack you in the back of the head as hard as I can. With a load of iron ore. Do you remember the uh, football player by the name? Speaking of, okay, I had the story about Antonio Brown. It's a little football story. Now I got another football story. Does the name Henry Ruggs III ring a bell? Ruggs at Alabama. 
In 2017, won a national championship. Terrific receiver. Fast as shit. Uh, just incredible moves. Always open. Henry Ruggs III. Uh, drafted in the first round by the Las Vegas Raiders. First round draft pick. In an instant, it all went away. And in the process, he killed a 23-year-old chick and her dog as the lady was waiting at a traffic light somewhere in Vegas, minding her own business. Ruggs, in his tricked-out Corvette, was flying down the road at 156 miles an hour. Accident uh, recreation experts determined that when he actually struck the vehicle, he was traveling at 120 miles an hour. The vehicle that the woman was in burst into flames. Witnesses could hear her screaming as she cooked to death because of Henry Ruggs III. Oh, my God. Ruggs, only 24 at the time, was injured. So was uh, the significant other who was with him. Um, they got him to the hospital. They said, we think you're drunk. Blow into this thing. He said, no, I'm not doing it. So they got a, uh, a warrant, court order, whatever the fuck it is, and took his blood and determined two hours later he was still twice the legal limit in Nevada. 0.16. Drunk as fuck. I remember when uh, I was talking about this story back uh, when it all happened and that and fucking Howard Stern, a stupid idiot, he, uh, I remember he was list, he was talking about this and he so missed how the story went. The story went how I just described it to you. But the way he talked about it on the air because he's a fucking moron. He described it as Henry Ruggs was driving at 156 miles an hour and he struck the woman and her dog. And then the woman flew into the air and landed inside of Ruggs' Corvette. And then Ruggs, the car stopped. Ruggs got out of the car. And then the car burst into flames and she died in Ruggs' car. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Okay. Immediately, the Raiders uh, kicked him off the team. You're done. Now he's fighting for his life. Will he spend the rest of his, t his life in prison? Now, I think we can all agree that he should spend the rest of his life in prison. In fact, he should just be shot in the face, in my opinion. We we go uh, uh we don't go hard enough on drunk drivers. If we actually had it where in the US, the first time you get a Dewey, you are no longer allowed to have a driver's license. I mean, you you have no chance of actually getting one for the rest of your life. That would very quickly 
uh, be such a uh, remarkable, uh, well, it's such a remarkably steep punishment that it would be a deterrent rather than what we have right now. This dude was expected to spend the rest of his life in prison. However, however, um, he's pleading, which is going to save him some time. Just once, though. I mean, I, I, I talked to my pal Allison at Harvard Humane, who used to be in the legal world. Uh, she says prosecutors are always looking to plead to get a plea and but just once i would love to hear a prosecutor because it's about to save time it, it's it's in order to save time and keep the legal uh wheels spinning just once i would love the prosecutor to say yeah i, I i'm okay with the legal wheels turning slowly on this one i'm gonna try to ensure that this person gets uh, that i will not accept a plea deal in any way for this you know i would just love that to happen just once you know Uh, this plea deal is expected to send the 24-year-old first-round NFL draft pick to state prison for, on the high end, 10 years. On the low end, three years. Now, I don't know. I think, um, you know how it is. If he goes on the low end of that, if he gets uh, sentenced to three years, He'll probably only serve 18 months of that. Maybe two years. He'll, he'll be back in the NFL. He waived a long-delayed preliminary hearing with the agreement to admit that he drove under the influence of alcohol causing death, a felony. A six-month sentence for a guilty plea to misdemeanor manslaughter will be folded in with the total misdemeanor manslaughter I don't know man that sounds like bullshit to me why would you accept that plea vehicular homicide drunk driving causing death felony should be more than what this guy's gonna get to even throw the word misdemeanor on any of these charges surrounding this person, Henry Ruggs III, is such an insult to the judicial process and and it's a, a horrible insult to the dead. Ruggs spoke only to acknowledge for justice of the peace, Harmony Letizia, that he understands the terms of the agreement. The judge scheduled his plea for May 10. Prosecutor Eric Bauman told the judge the Clark County District Attorney's Office endorsed the deal. They're all for it. The, and then the attorney says uh, for Ruggs, this is the first step toward a fair resolution to this matter. Good boy. And we look forward to closure for all parties involved. You think that's, you're saying, how can you possibly use the word fair? Oh. The speed limit was 45 where it happened. Investigators found airbag computer records showing the uh, two twenty or 22 
I don't know what type of Corvette that is. Decelerated from 156 to 127 seconds before slamming. So he jammed on the brakes. see more to this the district attorney said following the crash that investigators learned that Ruggs spent several hours at a sports entertainment golf at top golf in las vegas that evening before the pre-dawn crash and may have been at a friend's home for several more hours um he posted one hundred fifty thousand dollars bail at the time and he's remained on house arrest for 18 months with strict conditions, including alcohol checks. Ruggs had been, emer- had, an emer- been emer- uh, had been an emerging star wide receiver for the Raiders before the crash. Records showed he owned a $1.1 million home not far from the crash scene. He had signed a four-year rookie contract reported to be worth $16 million. Something about the um, attorney for Ruggs questioned the legitimacy of um, getting the uh, blood alcohol level. I saw it on another story written about this same exact incident, but I don't see it in this one. But it just sickens me that this bastard can go ahead and have a normal life um, after this happened. I mean, look at this shit. In fact, I might be able to even play this uh, story here. I don't know if the juice will be worth the squeeze. But the uh, vehicle that was uh, smashed into it was just, I mean, imagine just it being parked at the light and uh, it just fucking erupts into flames. The horror of that. Holy cow. Metro police confirmed Ruggs was driving his Chevrolet Corvette when he hit a Toyota RAV4. The RAV4 was traveling north and south Rainbow by Spring Valley in the right lane. At the same time, police say Ruggs and a female passenger were in his Corvette going fast in the center lane, then veered off to the right lane. That's where the RAV4 was. The front of Ruggs' car hit the RAV4 from behind. When the RAV4 came to a stop, it caught on fire. When first responders got on scene, they found the driver of the RAV4 dead. She was 23 years old. Amy Rigo lives right in this area. She provided 8 News Now with the video of the RAV4. I don't know if anybody had time to take whoever was in there or what, or they were scared because, you know, Corona, whatever. But I really felt bad that, you know, I feel like, did she say, I don't, <laughs> they, they might've been afraid to go in there because of the coronavirus, Or they were scared because, you know, Corona, whatever. I think they were scared because of the flames, dumbass. But I really felt bad that, you know, I feel like. Lady, I'm sorry you're burning to death. I'd go in there and help you, but you might have coronavirus. Maybe if somebody wasn't just not afraid, could have went out there and helped them. Metro police say Ruggs stayed on scene after the crash and showed signs of impairment. He was taken to UMC with non-life-threatening injuries. Jesus. That is so fucked up. Holy cow. Yeah, three years. Jesus. Kenny writes strict conditions, whatever they are, they can't be enough. And whatever punishment he gets, it will also never be enough. See, Chris is uh, saying the lawyers are filth. 
Lawyers are just doing their job. I, I oftentimes, um, I don't know. I just, I just struggle with prosecutors. Kenny says, if I were her dad, a time to kill. Remember that one? Yeah, I shot him. I'll do it again. Or whatever the fuck. Samuel L. Jackson. Was that right? Um. All right. So that's just terrible. Fucking A. Dear Meathead, in moments. Before we uh, get to that, though, the Patreon bonus podcast will happen after this one finishes. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. For ad-free, listener-supported Patreon. Love it so much. I love doing it. I'm glad you're part of it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you like the free podcast and you need something more to listen to as the day winds on, consider signing up for the Patreon. This week on the Patreon, I'm bringing back guest roaster Ryan. Ryan, the guest roaster for Who Are These Zanes? We will be going back to late December 1999 the uh, WIMZ morning show, the Phil and Billy with Eric Zane show. Knoxville, Tennessee, WIMZ, Ryan and I. Ben is in uh, Wisconsin getting some type of training or something for his job. And uh, he was he was going to do it. And uh, he goes, yeah, I got it. He actually has to do homework for this training he's getting. And uh, so I'm like, after a long day of, this whatever classwork you're doing and then quote unquote homework for an hour and a half. No, I, I don't want you to screw it. Don't even worry about it. We'll figure it out. Um, so this week on Patreon, we won't have Ben and Eric because of that, but I will still be able to do who are these Zanes. I don't, I want to make sure that you get that show. A lot of people like it. So, uh, well, I, I wish I could do it all, but, um, I mean, Ben is Ben. We, we got to have Ben to do the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. So sign up at uh, patreon.com slash Eric Zane, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. The open and live stream of this show brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Fantastic place to get your vehicles repaired. Don't just take my word for it. Look at the Google reviews by customers who do not have a mediocre, independent, low-level podcast. E.R. Vines, E.R. Vines, if you want to see for yourself, Irvines.com, call them, 616-532-6600, early bird drop-off, late bird pickup, Uh, rental cars if you need one, a loaner car, like so, you know, when you get your car fixed, you're not left in the lurch figuring out how to get from point A to point B, they've got cars for you to borrow, thank you. Irvine, 616-532-6600. The Kent County Health Department. Great group of people over there that are working tirelessly to ensure that you have everything you need to make sure that um, family is fed. I'm talking about the WIC program. If you or someone you know or love is struggling, encourage them to reach out to the Kent County Health Department. Two things you can do. They can either go to the website, accesskent.com slash health, or call 616-632-7200. If you qualify, 
uh, for as, as long as you qualify, you can have access to uh, a number of uh, food items that keep everybody fed. No one should go hungry. Reach out to the Kent County Health Department for information. And uh, if you are in the market for a brand new Honda vehicle, look no further than the number one Honda volume dealer in Michigan, Sarah Honda Granville, S-E-R-R-A, SarahHondaGranville.com is their website. Amazing, amazing service. Holy cow, you walk in there and they're like just so ready to make you a happy car buyer. Test drive a new Honda today. The brand new Accord is fantastic. Holy cow. Test drive a new Honda today at Michigan's number one Honda volume dealer, Sarah Honda Granville. So if you're in West Michigan, Kanawha Avenue, just north of 44th Street, right next to the Cracker Barrel. Can't miss it. Sarah Honda Granville. They also have a great selection. In fact, Michigan's largest selection of certified pre-owned vehicles you can drive home today. Okay. Before I get to dad, I got to go tinkle. I will be right back. All right. Uh, Aram says, yesterday was cool when he had the Opie and Anthony segment to listen to during the break. Yeah, that is. That was, uh, that, that worked out well. I don't know if we'd be able to have that on a regular basis. Just happened to work out at that time. I wish I could it. I wish you could have something every time for you to listen to. Maybe, maybe one day, maybe one day when we strike it rich and we have a staff of a thousand people here doing all these things. All right. It is time for dear meathead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's do this right now. Uh, brought to you, of course, by Baldwin Ace Hardware. Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. Um, if you have a question, you can send it along on the Shoreliner Striping inbox. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. Let's bring him in. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> How's it going? It's uh, fantastic. Never been better. Never been better. How are you? Good. How's your weather out there? Uh, it's a little warmer than yesterday, but it's still chilly, you know? Is it cloudy? Yes. Yeah. I've about it's... had it with the clouds thing, you know? I am too. It's gray uh, skies. Hey, you'll be proud of me. Uh-oh. I um, went in the backyard, and I destroyed every dandelion. <laughs> oh. Was your grandpa weeder? <laughs> yeah, I, I bought the same gizmo that Joanne has. Wow. Yeah. You, I, have a, you had a lot of dandelions? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it took, like, forever. Wow. And then... Well, I I did not know that, but I ended up leaving them there. Is that? Yeah, well, you're supposed to leave them out. Yeah, there. I did. I I did leave them out there, but um, I didn't know that it was because of the bees. 
Now, you're talking about up north or at home? Oh, no, I'm talking at home. Oh, okay. No, up north, the dandelions there are like 50 feet tall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we, we've been pretty busy with the uh, dandelions here. So, so okay, so we have a, a, a number of things that um, that consume the time at your house. You got the dandelions. Yeah. The leaves. Okay. And uh, raking. Right. So leaves slash raking. And then uh, I don't know if it's a thing anymore, but you used to melt the snow. I don't do that anymore. Oh, you you've retired from that. Well, well, I haven't had too much snow to worry about. Right, I know, but when you would have a pile, you'd like shovel the snow into a pile, and then you'd take the pile and you'd spread it out over the grass. Oh, later on in life, yes. Later later on in life. Okay, I got you. I got you. Um, what, what, what are some of the other fun things that you like to do to pass the time? Sit on a couch and uh look at the uh stupid tv look at the tv have you been watching any sports no yeah i have totally done away with the sports uh even though because i remember when we'd go over and visit with you we would watch the lions football games yes but they're not playing right now i watched the lions yeah yeah i did yeah Uh, but uh but the, the spirit isn't in it. Okay. Yeah, they're doing good. Yeah, they. Okay. Yeah, they're they, doing good. They. Uh, I mean, well, I re- at, at your house we watched a game in which they they played quite well, and you seem to be excited. Yeah, I am excited. They have done a good job this year. So, all right. Well, um, look, we've got several questions. People who want to reach out to you, who uh, who have something hey. to say, is that is that is that okay? That's great. I'd like to reach out to them. Uh, Allison was born in the upper peninsula of Michigan. Wow. Okay. And she lives down here now. And she wants to know if you've ever been over the bridge and visited the upper peninsula. Not as of late years ago, I went up there. You did. You, did you bring us up when you, when we were kids? Yes. I have only been across that bridge once in my life. Well, uh, I don't think I've had that many numbers. Yeah, yeah. To speak of maybe four or five times or most. Do you remember what you did when you went up there? Did you go see like Taquanamon or whatever it's called Falls? No, our, my biggest thing is there was a older gentleman named Mister Torn. I mean, he was quite old. Yeah. Was he like eighty nine years he, old? But he didn't live in the uh, Upper Peninsula, though. He was. Uh, and uh, past the bridge, you know. Oh, okay. So he was uh, on we the. Would stop and visit him because he, he was an all alone guy. So you'd visit a lonely old man. Yeah. You was it you and Joanne or you and my mom? Uh, me and your mom. Oh really? Yeah. How did you discover this guy? I don't remember. Oh, uh, that was my uh, first wife's. Second, no, second. Wait. Somebody's, 
was somebody's father. I don't know who the hell that was. Well, I got to look this one up because I don't know. I've never, I don't know who the hell Mr. Torrin is. Oh boy! All right, Uncle Peter. All right. I feel like I feel like we're in the weeds. <laughs> That's all right. Okay. Oh, hey, listen, the moon doesn't work sometimes. Hey, I know. This hey, is the time right now. You know, you're almost nine. You're gonna be ninety years old in March, so you're doing great. You are doing absolutely fantastic. Well, I am. I'm proud of what I look uh, like. I'm you you should of- be. I mean, you don't look ninety. You look sixty-five. Uh, physically great shape uh mentally great shape and and that's it it's all good yeah and dig ditches sure uh john wants to know uh first of all you, you can remember the 1970s you know you're smoking cigarettes at life of virginia you remember the oh, 19 yeah. you remember the 1980s you met joanne you remember the 1990s and you remember 2000s what's your favorite time to live in well you know i like the time that i used to drink and party <laughs> you like okay so that's pretty much all of them all of them i i, <laughs> I, I didn't have a specific favorite they're all right. favorite but you're but you but you're very happy now too you probably I'm happy and i'm happy i'm happier now yes yes that's the right thing to say the last thing you want to say is oh yeah i the best time of my life is when i was drunk <laughs> no 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 this is my happy time right now yeah <laughs> okay Tio has something stuck in his toilet you know like uh like it's a piece of plastic went down the thing after he flushed it. He's wondering if there's a way to get it out without having to take the toilet off. Oh boy! How about a long uh, piece of uh, thin board? Not too thin, but no, I don't know. Uh... He was thinking maybe one of those things called a snake that kind of coils up and yeah, you... I remember that. One of those things. But listen, uh, a metal rod. Well, I don't know if that's going to work. Be, I don't know if it, I don't think it can be rigid though. It can't, you know, cause it'll just, it's got to get around those, the, the, the portion of the toilet that, that bends. Right. You know, mm. I mean, if you try to stick that uh, rod in there, it's going to like bust the bottom of the toilet, you know? Yeah. I'm thinking. I, I, you know, I never encountered that problem, so I don't have a clue what I did. Yeah, I'm starting to think he might have to uh, make a day of it and take the toilet off. Uh, Logan in Maine has a question, Dad. He says, Dear me, Dad, I have a toothache. My tooth is hurting me. Uh, Do you have any old country remedies for a toothache? Mm. Or maybe that's, just something off the top of your head that would help his toothache, Dad. You got to find out why it aches. Toothache I mean, what makes it ache? Uh, okay. So, I mean, it could be. Uh, I think the best thing is to see a, a dentist. That's brilliant. Go and see a dentist if your tooth hurts. Oh, what the hell? I mean, 
They're going to have to x-ray to find out why it aches. <laughs> All right, I'm writing this down. Tooth hurts? Go to the dentist. Yeah. That uh, dentist uh, was the answer. I, you know, that is so simple and brilliant. I didn't even think uh, of that. Why couldn't anybody think about that? <laughs> yeah, quit trying to do it yourself. Just go to the dentist. Yeah, you can't do nothing because you can't see where the hell is that or how it is. You know. Right. I agree, a hundred percent. Well, he tickled Joanne. That was good. Well, it's probably because it's so obvious, you know, and, and we, and <laughs> this guy needed you to yeah. show him the way. I mean, it could be bad that gums or, or any, I don't know. In fact, Dad, if there ever comes a time in my life when I have to read famous quotes from you, I'm uh-huh. going to say that my dad was brilliant. Someone said, hey, Reuben, my tooth hurts. Bless your heart. Thank you. Thank you. My, Reuben, my, to- my tooth hurts. What should I do? Go to Get the dentist. dentist. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Nathan has a question. He writes, dear me, Dad. This is a pretty heavy question. He says, what happens when you die? Well, it takes a while. But you rot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the body is going to die when you die, and, and it rots after uh, 10 years, you know. Your soul goes to heaven, though, if you're lucky. Yeah. What's in heaven? No, she said your soul's going to. That's your soul. The soul is not a visible thing. That's true. The soul is, okay. Yeah, I'm writing this down. All right, so just so we know, quote. The body has a choice of two places to be, (laughs) hell or heaven. Okay. Boy, you are just full of fantastic quotes. When it's uh, heaven, you got to be 100% good human uh, uh, person. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, and the devil, you know where that is. Uh-huh, yeah, that's that's for the not-so-nice people, for sure. As you keep away from there. All right, so I got uh, two-thirds go to the dentist. Uh, the body the body is going to die when you die. I got the soul is not a visible thing, and the body has two has uh, a choice to go two places. Uh, something's just popped in my brain about a human being and what makes him a good thing to know, a good person to know. I mean, I keep using the person. It's not a bored person. I I used to sit in the ditch of my uh, driveway. Yeah. In the mornings. <laughs> Wait. I, I just sit there and watch people go by. No, no, no. I, I, I used to do that. The people that go by me, they stop and talk to me. Well, they th- probably think you're injured. No, no. We were having chats. You're, yeah. It's people I've never seen before. So they go driving by and you're laying in the ditch? No, no I just sit there. Oh, okay. At the edge of the ditch. And people, uh, got a lot of people that walk in here. All right. 
and then you just say hello to them. It's because you're so pleasant. Yeah, we just hang and they stop. In fact, I remember two guys. I don't remember their names. I haven't seen them. They legumes or what happened to them. They'd come on and sit next to me. Oh, my. You're drawing a crowd. Well, not a crowd. A couple of people. Well, still, hey, you keep that up, and you're going to see more and more people walking because they realize they can interact with you. In fact, I do see a lot of people walk. Yeah. You, you, what you're doing is you're inspiring a whole generation of people to take a walk. Well, I don't know. Maybe so. But I know, well, of course, I haven't done that lately, you know. But All right. That's all awesome. I love to hear that. Are you still doing this where you go and bring your chair into the ditch? Is that a regular thing now? No, it wasn't a chair. I sit on a, in the dirt. Oh, they well, they definitely think that the you're... The of the, the ditch. You know what they think? They're thinking that you're one of those people who wanders away from the group home. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> no, I probably would. All right. Well, just make sure that when you do it again, that you you when they say, "Hey, where do you live?" just point to the house. I should write an address for them. Uh, right. Yeah. Say, "I live," or just a note. It says, "I live here." Yeah. Um. All right. Kenny has a question. Good morning, Ruben. Uh, when you morning, Kenny. He says, "When you first came to the U.S. and to and you started your new life." What was your favorite thing about being in the United States? First of all, I had a very hard life when I came to this country. Uh, I lived with an uncle that had a couple of children. Uh, they were college material. Uh, one female, one male. The female took a... Just a... Instead of liking, loving me, he just really cared for me. <clears throat> the boy was a uh, uh, hard-nosed, uh-huh. show-off type of a guy. Uh-huh. We did not hit off right. Uh, but then again, I had, didn't have that much contact with them because they were all away in college. Right, right. The girl really liked me. I mean, she, I just, I, she loved me. Oh, okay. I she... mean, no, a, a sister's love. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it was, it was, a, okay, gotcha. Uh, so, but then again, she was, they were both in college. Yeah, well, I, Kenny just wants to know what your favorite thing about the U.S. was. I, I, I don't think he wants the life story. Oh, uh, the, the favorite thing here was uh, just the freedom that I had. I'd go anywhere I wanted to go. Okay, but freedom. I was, freedom. I was really scared of getting going from a house. Yes. I was afraid of getting lost. So you had, it was the uh, new experience of freedom in the USA. Freedom. freedom. You could walk anywhere you wanted. That well, was yeah. Just a, I know for a fact that you experienced that because one time I think you were driving a car and you crashed it and you just said, ah, screw it, and left it there. I and did. I did. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I worked in a drugstore. I know it. It's probably, hey, that car is probably still there to this day. Man, I, oh, I can't believe what I did. <laughs> I paid 50, that, no, I paid, I'm sorry. It was uh, my boss's uh, uh, junk. He sold yeah. it to me for five dollars. 
You got a car for you got a car for five dollars. Yeah. Oh my God, that that's a glorious time when you can get a car for five dollars, Dad. I tell you what, he he had, this guy. He was my boss. I worked in that drugstore. Right. Right. No carpet cleaner. Is there a, is there a job that you didn't have? I mean, drugstore, carpet cleaner, life insurance, hot dog salesman. Holy crap! Uh, you did everything. I don't know, but that was that was the first job I ever had. All right. Well, look, Dad. It sounds like you had a great life uh, when you oh, came I when had you a came great in, life. Uh, and and you're still having a great life. And uh, I definitely do. Okay. Hey, I have somebody something I should say, but it's not fitted for a, a person. I have a wife that man. She's an she's an angel from heaven. Did you just say you have something to say, but it's not fitted for a person? Well, yeah, I did. What, what the hell is that? I don't know. I, I'm not trying to think of things. It's okay. It's okay. Everybody loves you. <laughs> well, I love everybody. I'll well, you had uh, a good, good group, group of people that are following you. Yeah, everybody loves it when you and Joanne are with me. It's like their favorite part of the week. You know, you you've really. Um, well, thank you to all of them. God bless them. It, it seems to me like if this were a type of thing that if I suddenly came up to you and said, hey, Dad, we're not going to do it anymore, you would be very sad about that. I would be. And I don't well, I, I don't ever want up. that to happen. We're looking forward to this. Okay. Well, everybody loves you. And, uh, you know, it's always a wonderful thing to talk to you guys. Uh, we're all very blessed by that. Um, and I'm going to actually see you up north in a matter of a few weeks here, okay? Yes, you are. And yes, it, you it's going to be different now because we're all going to be at your old place. Yeah. And I have... I was looking forward to that. I have... going to die without TV. I, I have TV. You do? Yeah, I have TV. All right! Wow. Oh, yeah, we got TV. So... You really, uh... No, we got it all. We got it all. thing over there. Yeah, we. But yes, uh, we. And I have two places you can stay: either in the old trailer, yeah, or you can stay. I don't know. Or you I can. Don't know. We're, it, we're, I, I'm up. Uh, it's yeah. up to you two where we stay. Well, it's up. It's it's, it's seriously. If you want to stay in the motorhome in the back, in that in the, in the motorhome with the the nice bed there. Or if, you, you want. or if you want to stay in the old trailer, I have Joanne's bed ready and I have your bed ready. Right. Which you'll probably yeah. be most comfortable in there because there's more room in there. Yeah. Well, I just have a bed that two people can sleep together, that's all. Well, I know that you like to sleep uh, that area where that couch used to be, remember? Yeah, that was uh, by the window, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I have a bed there now. I don't know, honey. Uh, I, I can't make. Yeah. Make well, I tell you what. When you get there, the, the, then you decide. I, Joanne's bed is still in the back, and you, there's a, a twin bed in the front where the couch was. Uh, uh, maybe, I, I don't want no special things. It's already there. It's already done. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. I love you. I love you. I love your audience. They're wonderful people. And thanks for giving me the opportunity to share all of this nonsense stuff it's not together. nonsense it's fantastic and just remember ladies and gentlemen your tooth hurts go to the dentist <laughs> well not anymore <laughs> okay much love all right 
Say hello to you, sweetheart. Likewise, Joanne, have a great one. I love you, Dad. And I love, and I love you, Joanne. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> I think he forgot to hang up the phone, or he doesn't know how, or some shit. I don't know. You really get a different Eric when we're doing that bit, you know? Because uh, I want to make sure whatever I say lands with Joanne. If it lands with Joanne, I know it's landing everywhere. What a joy. Oh, my God. How blessed am I? How blessed are we? Uh, Aram and Maureen. Everybody's talking about the murder mattress. Um, I am not going to be bringing the murder mattress up, up north. If I bring it up, it'll just be to burn it. I am this week, in fact, getting the replacement mattress. The murder mattress was a mistake. <laughs> Don't forget, I like the time when I used to drink and party, but I'm happier now. <laughs> That's right, he did say that. It's fantastic. <laughs> Oh, God. Dear Meathead, another rip-roaring success. Thank you, Baldwin Ace Hardware, for presenting it. Thank you for your emails on the short liners striping inbox. Maureen uh, says we aren't... She is 364 days away from her next birthday. Says we aren't going to ever... We aren't ever going to let you forget the murder mattress, Eric. Even though we know you aren't going to use it. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. The murder mattress. The mistake I made was putting it in the truck. That is the only thing I'm guilty of. Well, and during the drive home, I was like, uh, I'm going to, and I'm going to use this. It wasn't until I showed you, uh, the blood after birth, uh, semen, uh, hodgepodge that is smeared onto it that you all demanded that I do not use the murder mattress. Uh, Aram says there's no way in hell I would ever take that mattress home. You're right. Uh, technically, it's not in my home. It's in the garage. Kenny says the mistake you made was acting like it was okay. You should have looked at those people like they were fucking insane and refused it. You are correct. That was a mistake. That's the biggest mistake I've made. But I've had lots of positive things happen in my life too. I've done lots of good things. Like getting rid of the former Zaniacs. Win. In fact, I could donate it to them. And they can live, sleep on it at their homeless encampment where they have group sex with each other. Maureen says, well, those people are probably laughing about how you actually paid for it and took it home. (laughs) 
who cut the cheese says, Eric Zane, when is the next time you work at Bosco's? Funny story. Uh, this is this is my world. Um, Doug, this is the way Doug schedules. Monday of this week, he says, what's your availability this week? And I'm like, you should be asking about, not this week, but the next week. He sent a text to Diana on Monday and says, hey, are you available to work today? You come in for training or something like that? And she goes, no, I never heard from you, so I took a shift at the Y. Oh. So I give Doug my availability. I go, I can work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. On Thursday and Friday, I can work at 6.20 p.m., and then I cannot work Saturday. So that means I don't work this week. It's like, because people booked me for things. I booked the huge show Thursday and Friday. I booked a concert Saturday with Waylon at uh, uh, 20 Monroe to go visit those my pals with Waylon. And then uh, Saturday evening, I booked a, uh, a, a football game. You know why? Because two weeks ago, these people asked me. That's how the world works. So you get my leftover crumbs of availability. And he goes, well, hey, but the following week, I really need you. I go, great. You got it. You see how that works? If you ask me, not the week, the day of, I can help you. Technically, uh, I have it down that I will be working Saturday and Sunday, the 12th and 13th of May. Holy cow. Kenny writes, remember that terrorist looking moron that showed up and actually gave us more money for that bloody quote. Remember that terrorist looking moron that showed up and actually gave us more money for that bloody gross ass mattress. Oh, yeah. Occasionally I'm reminded that I look like fucking Mohammed Atta when he's walking through security, getting ready to overtake uh, American airlines flight 11. Maureen says 12 and 13 of May are Friday, Saturday. Yeah, that's the next time I work. All right. All right, I'm completely fried now. It's such a fun time on Dear Meathead that I've lost where I am on this show. Okay, I already mentioned t-shirts. You can get them, ericzaneshow.com. Thank you to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. When you are ready to get pre-approved for a mortgage. Now I know interest rates now suck. Look, look at those puppies. Um, but you can still get a uh, a rate. Not great, but you can get a rate to get your home. Seven, 7.25, which is tough. There's no question. Still better, though, when I was a kid. 
when my dad was paying 18.5% on his mortgage. True story. It's like a $70,000 house in the city of Warren. Maybe less. With an 18.5% interest rate. The early 80s were a complete disaster. Uh, they are eventually going to go way back down. But I'll tell you right now, if you get that house now, the, you get the mortgage now, you can refi, get a refi in about a year, and it'll be lower. I'm hoping and praying. You uh, reach out to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Maybe you're paying on a high-interest credit card rate that's 25% because of the Fed interest uh, increasing the interest rates, uh, get a uh, loan out of your house. Okay. Get money out of your house and pay that off so that you're only paying 7% interest for now, uh, instead of the 25%, get money out of your home. Two, three, one, three, three, two, sixty five, zero five. Makes sense. Thank you. TC paintball for another successful paintball war. Number 22. Uh, we, uh, I have a lot of names for that last one. Uh, in hindsight, it was a brownout. I am so in love with my Mexicans, my Hondurans. I think that's all we had there. I don't think we had any Guatemalans, but, um, I, I seriously, such an ethnic style on the TC paintball paintball war. Number 22, the brownout. We're getting ready to schedule paintball war number 23 very soon. If you want to book a party at TC paintball, head over to the website, tcpaintballgr.com and get in touch with those folks and book your event today. You will not be let down. What a destination fun zone this is. And they have everything you need for you and your party. Everybody just walks in, fills out the waiver that says it's okay to shoot me. Uh, you give them a few bucks, you get the mask, you get the gun, you get the paint and fucking kill it, man. Let's get after it at TC paintball. One month away from today, the dirty donut takes place. That is Michigan's premier gravel road race, bicycle road race. Dirtydonutrace.com is the website. I thank you. Am the voice of the dirty donut race. You'll hear my voice when you walk into the race venue in beautiful Martin, Michigan and get set for the day's festivities. Each uh, race 10, 21, 41 and 61 has a donut stop where you can eat a donut and take five minutes off your time for every donut. The longer races have two donut stops. You can uh, uh, rip off a few, take 15 minutes off your time, pedal down the road, eat four more, another 20 minutes off your time. You're going to get some dudes who are thinking they're hot shit, finishing in a great time, and then some fat fuck's going to beat him in time because he ate all the donuts. Yes. DirtyDonutRace.com. Uh, tell your friends, tell your family. If you're a first-timer on the 10-miler, you can knock that out, no problem. Maybe you're more experienced. DirtyDonutRace.com. They're taking all types there. Awards, prizes, purses, everything. DirtyDonutRace.com, June 3rd. At checkout, use code ZANE23. You'll save 10 bucks. How about that? How about that? Okay. By the way, um, in a community called Herman, Michigan, never heard of it. It's just, This is a UP community. 
Oh my God, did they get blasted with snow just the other day? Like if you were to drive from my house to Herman, Michigan, that's the route. Okay. And that is uh, eight hours of driving, 488 miles to get there. You forget about how fucking big Michigan is. The fact that in that time, eight hours, I can drive to see Kenny. If I drive that that uh, amount of time in Michigan, I still have two more hours to get out of Michigan. Like if I wanted to drive to Ironwood, fuck me. This state, if you were to go from uh, Monroe, Michigan to Ironwood, that's probably 12 to 13 hours. Anyway, why am I talking about this? Because on Monday of this week, something that's never happened, happened. The most amount of snow to ever fall this late in the year, east of the Mississippi, occurred. A new United States snowfall record for the month of May uh, due to this system. 27 inches of snow fell on Monday of this week. That's the highest single-day snowfall to ever fall in the month of May for anywhere in the United States east of the Rocky Mountains and happened in beautiful Herman, Michigan. Look at this system, okay? Um, Gaylord, which is right north of where Fear Bunker North is, they got about a foot, maybe more, which means just south of Gaylord is Grayling. They probably got at least six inches. They got enough snow Monday that I reached out to my guy who lives in Grayling to say, hey, dude, how much snow is at my place? Because I'm coming in with a motorhome. And I don't want to get there and realize that I can't even get into my fucking place. But up here, if you look at this map, motherfuck, um, they got a color on there near this Herman, Michigan, that's like in the... That this this weird type of purple here. That's like forty inches of snow range. Twenty-seven to forty inches of snow, and they measured twenty-seven. So that is that is intense. Holy shit! May one. That is incredible. Uh, Kyle says. It does take that long to get there if you go the speed limit. Well, you got to understand, though. Uh, north of the bridge, there's no such thing as an interstate. It's all just those uh, uh, one direction going one way, the other direction going the other way, slow boat to China, where there's always some dick like me doing 54 miles an hour. I live for that. Everybody hates me on the road. I'm an absolute menace. Okay. Uh, hmm. Moving on. A couple years ago, I don't remember the specifics of this. I remember Founders Brewing was mired in some type of uh, racist discrimination lawsuit. 
and it was ugly. And I remember there was a press conference with the people who run founders and it was real weird and awkward and Ooh, all sorts of discriminatory accusations. And, and they were like owning it, you know, like, Hey, we're going to do better. And, and one of those things trying to like uh, save the brand because founders started as just, you know, uh, if I remember, they came from very humble beginnings and then that uh, quickly took off. And uh, right now where they're, uh, I think the headquarters is in Grand Rapids. I know there's an enormous building where they make the beer here in downtown Grand Rapids. And uh, they've they've had an unbelievable uh, run since the whole craft beer thing uh, took off. Um, Adnan says it was an employee who recorded racist remarks. Wow, was it that, that, uh, ooh. Yeah, well, I remember uh, getting into it quite extensively, really unpacking it and spending significant time talking about it. I knew it was ugly. Um, and I don't know if it had something to do with the Grand Rapids uh, stores or the Detroit one. They owned, They opened up this place called the Founders Tap Room in Detroit. Well, uh Earlier this week, abruptly, they announced um, Chris in Maine. I don't know if this is true. He says they called a coffee stout the N-word. Shut up. Maybe that's true. I don't know. Um, the um, Detroit Tap Room, they real quickly this week, they said, hey, we're closed. We have closed up shop. Ah, that COVID, it was bad. Oh, my God. We have not recovered from COVID. We're out. And then like a couple days, a couple hours later, a uh, lawsuit was filed for uh, racist discrimination, racial discrimination. Um, Black lady. All sorts of ugliness. So the timing on this is strange. It was uh, Tyler, who I've always enjoyed Tyler's wit. He, uh, he writes, founders, quote, we're closing our Detroit tap room effective immediately because of financial reasons. You know, COVID had hurt us and nothing else whatsoever. Lawsuit? What lawsuit? Oh, it has absolutely nothing to do with us closing. Uh, and then Tyler writes, also, I could be in the minority with this opinion, but I feel like we're at a point now where businesses cannot blame the pandemic anymore for their shortcomings. That is so true. I heard that from, um, who was it the other day? It was iHeart. My bosses, they uh, they sent the usual, hey, hey, bite, uh, belt tightening is coming along. Bite, belt tightening, get ready for some belt tightening. That pandemic, that was a bugger. Oh, man, I tell you what, I don't know what we're going to do. That pandemic is really... Nobody's fucking worried about the pandemic. I remember when the pandemic hit. I've told this story before. Everybody's like, oh, dude, go get free money. You go get a PPP loan. All you do is fill it out. They'll give it to you. And I I walked myself through the uh, 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 process of, um like, filling out the form. And then I went, you know... Things have been pretty good. I don't even think I want this fucking thing. I don't want this looming over me. Fuck it. And I didn't even get the fucking thing. I I, I took zero money. I could have. Uh, everybody stole that fucking money. 
what I'm doing is I'm just uh, telling you this to uh, congratulate myself. That's uh, that's what I'm doing is uh, I am telling you that I'm better than businesses that took money because I took none. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, that, that, I absolutely agree with that. Founders uh, using that as an excuse. I'm sick and tired of, of people doing that, too. Kyle writes financial reasons. We uh, meaning we are paying out tons of money for a lawsuit that we lost or are going to lose. Adnan says, Eric Zane, that's what makes you a true Patriot. Thank you. I think you're being sarcastic, but that's okay. Okay. Um, audio check. There's Tyler's email video check. Here you go. The latest from the idiots at Founders. Six years after opening, Founders Brewing Company is closing the doors of its Detroit tap room. The abrupt closure happening just after a new racial discrimination lawsuit was filed against the company in U.S. District Court. News 8's Demetrius Sanders here now with the response from Founders tonight. Demetrius. Demetrius is like, Founders Brewing doesn't like people with a face the same color as mine. Well, Founders Brewing Company says the reasoning behind the closure is the brewery's performance, but the news comes as the company faces its second discrimination lawsuit since 2019. Tonight, we're hearing Founders' reaction to the accusations. You look around here and you got Motor City down there. You got Masonic Temple here. The guy in the blue shirt with the jacket, he was at that press conference that I played every second of where I ripped these assholes a a new one last time. In 2017, Founders Brewing Company opened its 14,000-square-foot Detroit Tap Room, its only brewery outside of Grand Rapids. Monday, the Motor City location suddenly closed. Look at that room. That is fantastic. On social media, the company writing, unfortunately, our Detroit location has not been immune to the struggle to regain foot traffic after temporary COVID closures that have impacted restaurants and bars across the nation. But more issues Bullshit. on tap. The closure was announced just hours after a lawsuit was filed in U.S. District Court alleging racial discrimination against a now former employee. In the lawsuit, a black employee who worked at the Detroit Tap Room from June 2021 until April of this year says she was subjected to racial harassment while working for founders. In a statement to News 8, Founders writing, we are deeply concerned to learn of the recent accusations that have been brought against the Detroit Tap Room. We take these claims very seriously, and we are conducting a thorough internal investigation. They went on to say they didn't know about the lawsuit when they announced they were closing the Detroit facility on Monday. That's what we call lying. The employee says she was promoted as a part-time manager in 2021, but believes it was only for optics. While in that role, she says she was treated differently than white managers, being passed up for promotions by less experienced workers. She says she was also the only manager required to work as a server while not receiving manager pay. The lawsuit also states the employee was told to make sure her six-year-old daughter doesn't steal any money and her name was intentionally mispronounced, but when she complained, her hours were cut. Um, I need more info. I need what the, uh, what do you mean by mispronouncing your name intentionally? And she would, would she not need to have proof of this? Like, I can understand. I mean, it probably did happen. Is she going to need, like, audio proof um, to, you know, win this? 
On April 23rd, the employee quit when, quote, the work environment became so objectively racially hostile that she had no choice but to resign. This is the second time Founders has been sued for racial discrimination. In 2019, the Detroit Tap Room temporarily closed after another black employee said they were disciplined more harshly than white co-workers and racial slurs were used towards him. The company settled that lawsuit oh yeah okay so the, i didn't realize that they settled that one jesus now founder says they instituted mandatory bias discrimination and harassment training in 2019 i have also reached out to the attorney representing the plaintiff i chose st george's university that's good i'm glad you chose st george's university all right so that's that's a mess that's a shit show Nick writes, I was there once. I watched dudes in broad daylight trying to break into all the cars parked around it. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, maybe that was, uh, maybe that was, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's like there's just too much shit down here. All right. Well, good luck with that. Uh, if I, if I opened up a business, let's just say I bought founders tap room in order to keep that from happening, knowing that the name has a track record of racial charges, I would say, all right, I'm owning this, but I'm not going to step foot in it. I am hiring only blacks. You cannot be anything but a black person to work here and when i say black i mean kenya black i mean like uh, a guy color of guy who wins marathon every year darkness charlie murphy black and you will run this okay so that i cannot be accused of anything chris says sub-saharan oh absolutely like the people who are like average height is 6'8 and weigh 101. I'd say Founders Brewing. Black people only work here. It's the only way you turn it around, for fuck's sake. Okay, I've got some emails I want to get into. But first, before I get to that, uh, a reminder that you too can advertise with the Eric Zane Show podcast. All you need to do is send me an email and I'll tell you how it works. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Thank you to Berlin Raceway. Racing this weekend weather is going to be nice. 14 bucks a pop when you order the tickets online. BerlinRaceway.com. 15 and under, free, parking free. Bring in a cooler with all the food you can uh, eat, whatever you want. Bring a turkey uh, a turkey dinner, I don't care. All the soft drinks you want, just no alcohol and no glass. Coolers must be 12 by 8 or smaller. BerlinRaceway.com. It's more, I think it's like 3 bucks more when you buy them at the gate. Still the most affordable uh, venue to see any type of sporting event. Racing is awesome. I love it. Berlin Raceway. I will be there uh, this year. The first race I'm going to be at is, I wrote it down. 
June 3rd. Saturday, June 3rd. So that's one race that for sure I want you there. Uh, June 3rd, BerlinRaceway.com. And this weekend they are running again. Thank you to my friends at Berlin. A&E Heating and Cooling. My gosh, Joe Martinez is scheduling right now for AC Tune-Up. 79 bucks to get this done. Call Joe, 616-516-8579. Get on the schedule. I just saw Vrede Vogue. They're uh, uh, marketing 100 bucks a pop or $99. Fuck that shit. A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. Uh, you know, I think it's 79 unless it's 89. I should get Joe Martinez on directly and ask him. He always gets pissed if I don't call the right number. So he's probably going to yell at me in Spanish. What? Bet la chingada, cabrón. I know that was nasty because Pendejo was at the end of it. <laughs> it's not really nasty. It's uh, just saying dummy. What is, uh, is it 89 or 79 for an AC? 79. I thought so. All right. That's all I needed. That's all you needed? Yeah, oh, I just sure. I just wanted to be 100% sure. I thought you were calling me um, about, uh, what do you call it? Um, I thought you had me on your freaking, uh, what you call it? Yeah, you're on my podcast right now, dickhead. Oh, am I? Yeah. I didn't. Well, I don't freaking know, man. I know, I didn't tell you. I wanted you to, I wanted you, yeah, I wanted you to sound stupid. Watch, man. Pinche baboso, stupido, cabrón, pendejo, eres un pinche mendigo, pendejo. Yeah, well. Como mis nalgas cuando yo estoy cagando, cabrón. Como es chingo de cagada. Como es chingo de cagada. Lame mi palo con tu culo. Lame mi palo con tu culo. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Tu madre es una puta. Maybe you can get, what's her name up there from, what's that? Up there by Cedar Springs, what was that girl's name? Uh, you mean Andrea? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> maybe, maybe this this is not a win-win, is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, I, I'm I'm gonna cut you loose before we both get in trouble. Okay. All right, get out of here. They, they, before they shut you down. Yeah, yeah. See ya. See ya. What's that girl up in Cedar Springs' name? <laughs> Go suck a big black dick because I know you want to. Go suck a big Mexican dick because I know you want to. <laughs> Jizz flies out of her mouth. All right. Uh, last but not least, Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Love them so much. Oh, my God. Uh, if you're getting ready to install some flooring, uh, buy the goods from Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Uh, they're on Chicago Drive, right behind the Little Caesars. Go say hello. Any type of flooring you can get uh, for a remarkably low price because they buy so much. Mention my name, save an additional 10%. Someone is awake and chewing a toy. 
Thank you, Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Mention my name, save an additional 10% at Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. All right. A couple of emails I wanted to read. Uh, to start the show, uh, Stevie was banned. Uh, she's gotten into the habit of becoming very fussy when I talk about something that she does not approve of. Which is annoying as hell. Um... Here's Stevie. These were sent along by Sarah. This was Stevie at Jackie's wedding. Photo bombing this photograph. For starters, look at my dad and Joanne. You would not know that both these people are near 90 years old. Near 90. Holy shit. And also note that in order for this to be a nice picture, we're going to have to employ some Photoshop techniques to eliminate what is happening right here. In my opinion, this is, she probably does not even remember this. She was so fucking bombed at this point in the festivities. And if you're going to Photoshop somebody, or if you're going to photobomb somebody, could you maybe at least uh, 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 have a look on your face like you're not a goddamn uh, a Japanese water ghost, for fuck's sake? Jesus. Next picture. Here we have Stevie talking to the NFK. I imagine she's saying, Hi! Hey! You know, I just love you. You know, there ain't no laws when you drink a claws. I love you know that I love O'Neal. You know he's a handsome boy. I think if we had gotten a few more picks, we might have been able to see some arm flapping as he was saying, Who the fuck are you? Who who the fuck do you know I shit my pants? Yeah, that that's what he could be saying in this picture. Do you know that these pants that I'm wearing right now, I just got done shitting in them? Here he is with another look on his face, pretending to act like he's like he's interested in this conversation. I think perhaps he was wanting to strangle her. Right now, he's thinking, I wish you'd shut the fuck up. Fucking shit. I, it, maybe if he would have, he probably gave her the finger. Thank you to Sarah for sending those along. Uh, this is almost a nice picture. 
Chris says he could definitely pass for Uncle Fester. All right. One more I want to read. Dave writes this. Hello, Eric Zane. I just wanted to send you a quick email thanking you for the weekday morning live show on Twitch. I discovered it a few months back thanks to a friend. I had lost interest in Freebird Hot Wings after the whole Joe situation. In fact, I sent you an email back then as well and found your show to be even more entertaining than they have been since you were let go. Well, thank you. I'm glad to hear that. It's a low bar to be sure. Needless to say, I easily and gratefully made the switch to your show. Then he writes this. Over the past five weeks, I have struggled greatly with my mental illness, chemical imbalance causing depressive episodes. Though I've dealt uh, with depression since the age of 12, I'm now 44. These past few weeks have been some of the darkest that I can recall in over a decade. During these times, I do my best to surround myself with the people and things I love. One of those things being your show. Wow, that is so sweet. You have reminded me every weekday morning to find something to be grateful for and many things to laugh about. That's the old Ray Wiley Hubbard. The days that I keep my gratitude higher than my expectations. I have really good days. That's all you got to do. You're just so happy. You're so, you keep your gratitude high, your expectations low. You know? Hope for the best, expect the worst. But your gratitude, keep it high. You got to keep the high gratitude. He says, I can't tell you what a gift that has been in my life as of late. Wow. Anytime you yourself are feeling discouraged or bogged down with life, life, I hope you remember that everything you do, no matter how big or small, can have a massive positive impact. Take, for example, Stevie getting banned today. Just a little thing. Of course, it was only a 10-minute ban. But I think I scared her off. I feel bad about that. Kind of. Uh, Positive impact on someone's life as your show has had on mine lately. Keep up the great work and thanks again for everything. Signed, Dave. He says, P.S. You're more than welcome to read this on the show. I'm a proponent of openly talking about mental illness much like you. Oh, yeah. I'm all about it. Holy shit. Hello, Dave. I appreciate you reaching out. As you'd imagine, I uh, don't have that much interaction with people for a good portion of the day. I'm glad you're enjoying the show. I enjoy doing it, and it beats working. Ha ha, I'm kidding, of course. It's actually a ton of work to do all this, but I enjoy it. Sorry to hear about the struggles. I totally get it. I have my ups and downs, too. Hopefully engaging with the show and me will ease some of that. If you are not exercising, do so. Even if it's just a daily walk, it helps. Thanks for reaching out, and don't be a stranger. For both our sakes. Ha 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 ha. Sign your pal, Eric. I appreciate that very much. Savage Sack Luntz says, I just like his uh, his fart jokes. Uh, Kyle said at first that he looks like Uncle Fester. I've heard that before from other people. That the NFK is a dead ringer for Uncle Fester. I agree. A much filthier Uncle Uncle Fester. I should I shouldn't have cut his hair so short, but that's the way he likes it. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the asshole of the day. As Dave writes, thanks for the email back, Zane. Appreciate you always. So glad you're here. Keep your chin up. What are we going to do for the asshole of the day? Antonio. Oh, it's got to be Antonio Brown. Are you kidding me? I don't know. It, Henry Ruggs III. It's not a fresh. I mean, he, he killed her a couple of years ago. Yesterday, it was radio voice Linda because of her horrible thing she said about Gordon Lightfoot. Um. Uh, so it's either Henry Ruggs III for murdering that lady, maybe the prosecutor who um, agreed to accept the plea, Antonio Brown, he could be one. But I think it would make more sense if we had someone who did something far greater, and that was... Uh, uh, completely derail the show. That would be Stevie. She's your uh, TC paintball asshole today over the uh, uh, homicidal vehicular manslaughter dude and Antonio Brown. <laughs> Congratulations. I don't know if that's ever happened. I know it's never happened where it's been two show audience members back to back like that. And for damn sure, it's never, that's a first for both of those two. Okay. And it's uh, the fact that it's two ladies, equal opportunity asshole of the day award uh, uh, offerings from your old pal EZ. Uh, so Stevie today, radio voice Linda yesterday. Hopefully tomorrow it'll be Maureen or uh, it's one of the other ladies that watches this show. Perhaps Sarah, I don't know. Tyler says easy call today. Well-deserving, absolutely. <laughs> Okay, I'll talk to you on Patreon. If you're not part of Patreon, please consider. Go to patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Who cut the cheese? You need to be subscribed. Josh in New Hampshire, you need to be subscribed to Twitch. Kyle Ryan, you need to be subscribed to Twitch. You need to be subscribed to Twitch. And if you're not on Patreon, patreon.com slash Thank you, folks. Next time. Bye-bye. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. 
New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.